0: Hello and welcome to this special Christmas episode of Mostly Weather, where we'll be discussing Christmas gift ideas for the weather enthusiast in your life. Joining me today is the Angel of the Archives, Catherine Ross.
1: Hello. The
0: the Bauble of Broadcasting, Helen Roberts.
1: Hi, Jeff.
0: The Star of Severe Weather, Penny Tranter. Hello there, Jeff. And I'm Jeff Norwood Brown, the weird cracker joke that nobody understands. So what do you get the weather enthusiast that has everything? What do you get them for Christmas? We've trawled the shops, catalogs and the internet and come up with a few suggestions. So team, who wants to go first?
1: Well, I'm just going to start by saying how excited I am about Christmas, how excited I am about presents. And when they're weather themed, I mean, does it get any better than that?
2: I'm with you, Helen. I love Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, 100%
0: can't believe yeah. we're having it again this year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, the Grinch.
0: <laughs> Let's start with Catherine. What are you bringing to the table?
3: As an archivist, I went old style. So I've got two different types of instrument for measuring the weather, which are more or less accurate than each other. So my hmm. first one is the, for the Fitzroy storm glass. And uh, The general idea of this is it's a glass tube, comes in various different shapes which is a mix of distilled water, ethanol, potassium, nitrate, ammonium, chloride and camphor. Do not try this at home. And the general idea is that according to Admiral Fitzroy, as the weather changed, these interesting chemicals would mix together and form different crystals and different shapes, which would predict the weather. So, for example, if the glass is completely clear, it means it will be bright and sunny. Small dots in the liquid mean it will be humid or foggy. Uh, Cloudy liquid equals cloudy weather. I like that one. Large flakes in the liquid means it will be snowy in winter and if there are threads near the top it will be windy. I do have one of these. Occasionally, I think it even predicts the weather. It's probably just chance, but they look pretty. Come on.
0: Yes. A stopped (laughs) clock is right twice a day.
3: Precisely, yes. The the crystals are really pretty, so you can kind of pretend it works.
0: I also have one of these. Never worked out what the heck it's trying to tell me. Um, But I mean, it is interesting because there's change. How do we think it works then? What's the driver behind this? Is it temperature, pressure, a bit of both? Does anybody know? Think Just, it's a little
3: bit like you know, I, I came from Bermuda historically and they used to have shark oil barometers there. Um, the general mm. idea was the shark oil would become cloudy or clear according to pressure change and they do swear by them. Um, right. The only problem is don't try taking one anywhere else because as soon as you take it up in the air to 30,000 feet it breaks and it will never work again. Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> I, I was quite alarmed when I was reading the instructions to mine if you happen to break it and the liquid goes everywhere uh it was basically called the army out because this stuff is so lethal can just there was all sorts of instructions on how to mop this thing up yeah and they have to be kept extremely still otherwise yes. they give you false reading i just thought of something actually the, the fact that the chemicals form into solids is precipitation isn't it inside the uh, glass it's so mm. you have precipitation inside the glass so yeah. So that's one I'm, of mine. Well, you going to say <laughs> was, interesting, but not not. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's my
2: interesting, but don't trust it. So where can you go and buy one of these if, you know, um, this is your it, thing?
3: Yeah, all sorts of places now, actually. Waterstones, you can get them. Dear old Amazon. Um, I've seen them in garden centres. Um, I got so mine
0: yeah, from all, the RNLI.
3: Yeah, all sorts of different places you can find them now. Yeah what's the price range are they cheap and cheerful oh or? yeah they're kind of they are in the under 20 pound bracket for the most part yeah brilliant so yes they're 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 a cheap and cheerful kind of you know, pretty looking present just don't actually trust it you know, make yeah, sure you've got the app as well i'd say basically you've got the app as well
0: yeah we'll stick with the supercomputer for the moment
3: <laughs> i think so
0: yes So the other one you were going to mention, Catherine?
3: Yes, yes. My other one is a slightly more accurate, if nice and historical one, which is a Galileo thermometer. And, you know, that's another glass tube filled with stuff. In this case, it's filled with glass balls, which are in different colours. And they, each one will has a little metal tag on the end, um, which has a number which represents the temperature. And you read a Galileo thermometer on the basis that the temperature is whichever is the lowest of the floating glass balls in the top half of your thermometer. And they do come in different sizes. So the general idea is it's to do with buoyancy. So the glass balls will sink to the bottom if the temperature is rising. And they will rise to the top if the temperature is falling. So, yeah, you've got to get that in your head. But once you do, they do actually do that and they work every time. And actually, Galileo's thermometer, when he designed it, wouldn't have looked anything like that at all. But it was still based on buoyancy, which is why it's called a Galileo thermometer.
1: And they're really attractive things, aren't they, Catherine? I've got one Mm. sitting next to me as we speak. And both of your gifts, actually, are just really nice ornaments to have around the house and actually we were talking weren't we with producer Claire before the show about whether these are appropriate gifts for the non-weather enthusiast in your life and and I think actually they really are because they're educational and they're beautiful which is always a good thing
0: we had one. Uh, well, actually, I've got two. Um, I course. think that's going to be a theme throughout this podcast, is yeah, yes. um, But we had one and the, the little globes inside the uh, thermometer were actually in the shape of hot air balloons uh, oh, going wow. up and down. Yeah, so, um, so that was. But unfortunately, the colours faded, so don't leave it in direct sunlight. Mm. <laughs> so price range?
3: Price range, it really depends on how much you want to spend, frankly. I mean, you'll get a small one, again, in the under £20 bracket. But if you right. want to go for a big one or you know, a really classy looking one, you can be up into the hundreds, I suppose, for a big one. <laughs> yeah.
2: Penny? Well, what I am bringing to you all is a book called Funny Weather. And it's got a subtitle, Everything You Didn't Want to Know About Climate Change But Probably Should Find Out. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, (laughs) it is. And it it really is a fantastic book. And it's by Kate Evans. Um, But it was written in 2006. But what I loved about it, because I've got the attention span of a gnat, is that it took me an hour to read all 92 pages of it. Because... Uh, Kate is a fantastic illustrator, and she's put a lot of the information um, into graphics and pictures, which is great for somebody like me. But it's a really, really good book to help people to understand what climate change is all about and why we should be concerned about it. And as I say, it was written in 2006. I would just love it if it was brought bang up to date, because there are some things that do need bringing up to date, but the science behind it is absolutely perfect. So it's a fantastic book. It really is. I highly recommend it. And if there is a later version, then that's even better.
1: Are there any sort of key, key standout facts or bits of information that you could give oh, us from the book? To be honest,
2: there are loads, mm-hmm. Helen. <laughs> So chapter one uh, explains all about the greenhouse effect and its uh, repercussions around the world and how it's involved with climate change. Chapter two is all about positive feedbacks. And it goes on to say, sounds quite nice, but it's all about how things could (laughs) get radically worse. And then chapter three, what are we doing? What on earth? And chapter four, what are we going to do if we're sensible, everything we can Lots of really easy to read information. But what is really good as well is if you want to dig deep into that information, Kate Evans has provided all the scientific references that back up what she has put in her illustration. So it really is a lovely book and it's nice and small and it fitted in my handbag.
0: So that's so, funny weather. By Kate Evans. Okay. Yes, it is. Quite a cool
2: cartoon on the cover from the look of it. It has, it has. Um and I paid I think I paid about seven pounds for it.
0: So, Helen, what have you brought to the table today?
2: Well, I've bought all sorts, to be honest, Jeff, because
1: I find it really difficult to choose. But I think my main one is going to be a weather station. And these are available across a variety of price points and all sorts of different technicalities and bits of kit that you can get to go alongside the electronics. So you can have a, a little anemometer out in your garden on top of the fence and a rain gauge. Anemometer? Um, That's for... That's, measuring. that's right. That's for, for wind speed and direction. And you can measure how much rain is falling. And again, these can, can vary in terms of being quite manual, where you go out and tip it into a bucket and measure it yourself, or they can be automated. But they're just really interesting. And they're a great way to really get a feel for the weather in your local area. And if you record the information which is often done electronically and automatically for you but i did used to have a book that you can buy from the royal meteorological society which is a weather log book and i would write down you know catherine will appreciate this from the archives <laughs> i'd write down in my pencil every day what the maximum and minimum temperature oh yes <laughs> and uh, the the air pressure and all the rest of it and it's just a really nice way of, of getting that feel for the weather and i really enjoyed it and i must admit i don't do that anymore but I did it for about three years in a row, and it was it was a great way of just really getting to grips with the weather, um, especially as a, a newly trained meteorologist as I was at the time.
0: Would it surprise you to learn that I don't have one of these? Actually, I it actually really have, would, Jeff. It does. Oh, <laughs> I have, have six. Oh, okay. Six different ones <laughs> of increasing prices, you know. So, uh...
1: do you have a Stevenson screen?
0: I don't. I have the next door neighbour's fence, um, but um, but I have been working on a project over the Expose last year. Exposure great because then. you can actually, yeah, <laughs> s- <laughs> in the middle of a housing estate. Yeah, it's not great for wind speed and direction. Um, yeah, there are limitations for these things, but the the thermometers and the pressure gauges are absolutely fantastic. And we've just been doing a study in uh, our research and development department that was looking at the data that people send into websites mm. to see if we can make use of it. Now, obviously, the site and situation these things, it's not going to be perfect. There's no sort of uh, quality control on them. But just looking at the temperature trends and the pressure trends, can we actually infer things from it, you know, without actually having to have the absolute temperatures and pressures, you know, so um, so that's an ongoing project at the moment.
1: That's really fascinating, Jeff, because, of course, increasingly with the Internet of Things, there are lots of devices that measure temperature is a common one, but perhaps air pressure and other weather parameters as well that can be really useful for us at the Met Office just to get a a broader picture of what's going on. I said I've got a few other bits and pieces as well, so I'm going to go down the more frivolous route now. I am a sucker for anything clothes-related that's got, oh, got we weather go. on it. So <laughs> I'm just showing everybody now uh, a really nice um, knitted jumper. Well, I say knitted. I mean knitted by a shop <laughs> um, <laughs> with a sort of weather symbol on it of sunshine behind a cloud, and I do love this one. And um, One of my other favourite presents, both of these from my, my lovely husband, I'm just going to fetch it now is this neon rainbow lights with sort of clouds at either end and this sits next to me all day and it just brightens up my desk and um, yeah I really enjoy anything rainbow or anything with a weather symbol on it yeah that's that's good for me
3: I have a fluffy cloud next to my desk. um, (laughs) Oh, nice. A a, a company which shall remain unnamed, but you can find all sorts of weird and wonderful vegetables and other things produced by them. Yes, the fluffy cloud is very cute. (laughs)
2: Yeah, no, I think, so, I think they're all wonderful. I've I've got some little uh, round magnets with lots of different weather symbols off the oh, television. Oh, brilliant. Oh, amazing. Back Do they the slide day. down? No, no, Catherine, they stay where they're put. No, actually stay where they're
3: excellent. put. <laughs> they're not historically accurate then.
0: So I'm thinking the uh, the weather stations, Ellen, um, I know you can pick a very, very cheap thermometer and barometer for about £20, but mm price range they go from that to whatever you like um but i think you really need to know what you're doing i don't think they're for the amateur but for maybe about 100 pounds you can get something fairly decent can't you
1: yeah you really can yeah price point for for all really starting from i mean you can get a really basic one for for even 25 to 30 that just gives you an idea of what's going on but yeah a couple of hundred and then like you say you, Mm. you can spend thousands but you really don't need to certainly not for the amateur. no
3: no and just to say that my birthday present, um, my birthday being just after Christmas, is a new weather station. So... Oh, oh nice. Nice. <laughs> so, Catherine. My, my old one, which I've had for a number of years, bits of it have slowly died, as they do. They When they're outside in the elements, they don't last mm. forever. But yes, I've sort of been, I've really been missing knowing what the rainfall is and knowing what the temperature is. I was like,
2: please, can I have a new weather station for my birthday? So I'm really looking forward to it. That's wonderful, Catherine. So is it going to be different from your last one? Is it going to be measuring, you know, additional elements of the weather or...? I don't think it'll
3: measure too much extra. Actually, if I'm lucky, it'll have an anemometer. That's, that's the wind speed that we were talking about. So um, it won't be brilliantly positioned because of where I am. But hey, it's always fun to know.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, uh, spiders love them as well. That's, yes. Uh, that is the problem <laughs> yes. with a tipping bucket A tipping bucket rain, tipping gauge, bucket rain gauge, yes. Yeah, yeah. They love <laughs> to think... live in there.
3: I've had to remove several spiders from my original tipping bucket rain because it's. Why am I getting no observations and it's raining outside? Oh,
0: because yes, they've moved in. Yes, they've moved in again. <laughs> and and Helen, just to, just to go back to you, how much is the uh, gorgeous jumper and the neon rainbow? Do we know?
1: So I think you can pick up the the neon rainbows relatively cheaply online these days. So probably of the orders of maybe 15 to £20, something like that. And I mean, of course, uh, clothing comes in at at all price points as well. I think that was a a, a reasonably expensive branded one. But, you know, you can pick something up for for £20 or so, I think.
0: Great stuff. Right. I'll uh, bring mine. So I keep saying to the table, should be saying to under the tree, really. Under so the tree, absolutely. Yeah, so under the tree for me would be a rainfall radar. And this of course, is, Jeff. Um, why not? Every <laughs> home needs one. This is a device that uh, you, can, you can buy from a company called Train Tracker. That's without the E at the end. And they started out doing live LED charts of underground trains for the london tube system so you could actually see where the the train was on any given line at any time Uh, and then they decided to expand out and produce a it's basically a circuit board it's about 13 by 10 centimeters something like that it's got 338 leds on it which um are set up to show the so they're in the shape of the the british isles and you can set it up so that um, it connects to the internet and it gets rainfall radar information. And where it's raining, the LED lights up so you can see the movement of rain as it comes <laughs> cool. through. You can actually adjust as well whether you want to to measure everything from drizzle to hail or to snow or or just fine tune it to just the, the larger elements like uh, showers and snow. But yeah, so you have control of the settings and uh, and it updates, oh, I don't know, about every 30 seconds or so, I think. But you do need a Wi-Fi connection. I bought one a few years ago and I absolutely love it. But they've just brought out a new one that you can, not only will it show rainfall, but you can get it to show cloud as well and also uh, temperature. If I bought one of those for myself for Christmas as well, so that would be set up. So I'll have two of them behind me at the moment. But Just to give you an idea of where the bands of rain are coming from and just to watch the weather patterns moving through, they are absolutely fantastic if you you don't have um, access to it anywhere else. I, I think they're absolutely brilliant. Not the cheapest gift um really so uh, yes I, I what are we looking on, at for one of those jeff <laughs> uh, they're on offer at the moment £40. pounds <laughs> Eight, 89 pounds i uh, i paid for each of those.
1: it's brilliant jeff i've not come across these before so it's exciting to find something new that i haven't seen so does it require much in the way of setup or is it all done for you
0: you need to go onto uh, their website and uh, enter the unique code for that circuit board right. uh, and then connect it to your Wi-Fi briefly and then um, and then it just runs itself. And it's quite a robust thing. So you, um, when we moved house, it was unplugged for several days uh, and obviously was the first thing that I set up as soon as I moved house um, of course. before the beds or anything like that. So, uh, <laughs> But, yeah, and it just sprang to life again as soon as it got Wi-Fi. Uh, and if the Wi-Fi goes off, it will just reboot itself. But uh, absolutely fantastic if, if if that's your thing. So, yeah, so I was just thinking of maybe like a secret Santa now. Oh, what would we buy for each other? What sort of a, a gift? Shall I go first? Go for it. Uh, go um, for it, Jeff. So what I was thinking of, and, and and this is probably for Penny. I think I oh, would buy you, you perhaps not the original, but maybe a copy of The Hay hey by John Constable um, because I think the National Gallery are using it at the moment, so if I got you a <laughs> copy, but I, as we've discussed in previous podcasts, Constable is the artist for me that gets clouds right. When you look at one of his paintings, you can tell what the weather is doing. And the hay is definitely, it's a summer's day post-cold front uh, with those cumulus um, in the sky. But they look, to me, they look correct. You know, so there's um, an ex-observer when I look at the hay wane. So that would be my uh, secret Santa gift to you. As I say, not the original, unfortunately. shout
3: out for Luke Howard 250th anniversary just a few weeks ago and it was his naming the clouds that got Constable into doing it all right
1: well (laughs) do you know what Catherine it's really funny that you say that because my secret Santa gift for you is a book (laughs) Of the life of Luke Howard. Because oh, cool. of course, you know, Catherine is is all about history, and I'm sure you know an awful lot about him already. Um, but there are, are some fantastic books out there. One I know of by Richard Hamlin, who, who was at the Luke Howard celebrations along with me a few weekends ago in Tottenham. Um, and he's written a fantastic book about Luke and the naming of clouds, um, how the naming of clouds has evolved over the course of those 250 years. Although incredibly, although there have been additions and slight tweaks, we pretty much use the same system that he put in place all those those hundreds of years ago, which is quite incredible. And it goes to show that he really was ahead of his time. And the fact that he used those Latin names means that it's just stuck with us.
3: Thank you, Helen. I look forward to reading that one.
1: (laughs) Very welcome. Merry Christmas. (laughs)
3: I'll do Jeff now. Jeff, our resident Grinch, who likes his technology, I decides to give him something completely non-technological. So I'm going to give Jeff a gnome rain gauge. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, I want to see this, yes. Jeff, Jeff sits
3: there with his with his beard and his um shall we say unprotected head. And of course, Fishing gnomes rod. have their hats. Um and I can just I can just see this, this gnome ring. Easily he accessible goes out scalp, and empties every cool. day. Yes. Um
0: so. very much like me. Um yes, well, you've obviously tapped into my love of gnomes there, Catherine. <laughs> Actually, I might, that that sounds absolutely brilliant. I'd love that. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Thank you very much.
2: Gnome tastic, Catherine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Kenny, you're, you're lefty. What's your secret, Santa?
2: So, my secret, Santa, is for Helen, but I'm going to sound really boring now after um, your gift, Catherine, to Jeff. <laughs> but, Helen, I think because you've got such a lovely, lovely broadcasting voice, I was going to give you your own radio show. Oh, yeah. So that you could talk about weather and you could invite guests to talk about lots of different types of aspects of weather. And I know you're interested in the sort of social science side of of weather. So I I think that might give you kind of a platform for introducing that more in depth and more widely.
1: Oh, honey, that's the the best gift I've ever had. That's amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much.
3: And can I just say congratulations, Helen, on the distinction in your master's on sociometeorology. Oh, that's a huge you so achievement. Much. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you,
1: guys. Yeah, it was um quite a surprise, actually, but a very pleasant one.
0: So that's given me an idea. Uh, Catherine, would I be able to get the cash if I promised to buy my own GNOME rainfall gauge? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this episode of Mostly Weather. My thanks to panellists Catherine Ross, Penny Tranter, and Helen Roberts. I'm Jeff Norwood-Brown. Thanks for listening. We just like to wish you a very happy Christmas and a prosperous new year. Merry
2: Christmas, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Christmas happy new
0: year. Mostly Weather. Producer is Claire Nazir, and our editor is Adrian Holloway.
3: Weather is a podcast by the UK Met Office. For the latest weather conditions where you are, download the Met Office weather app.